Welcome to another Twitter Tuesday episode of Peacock and Williamson. We are talking about everything going on in the NFL right now. Tons of great questions, including what's going on with the committee backfield, potentially with the Las Vegas Raiders, based on the usage in the Hall of Fame game, and breakout teams in the NFL. Coming up right now. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Those are the Twitter handles that the questions came from on today's program. Not going live. We got too much going on with travels. Matt at Steelers Camp. I'm coming back from... 49ers camp so um but we are going to get into your questions that uh, are very important around the national football league matt there's some steelers questions in here i, I don't like to go into to, to a lot of steelers 49ers stuff because that comes up so naturally in our conversations because those are the teams we cover but they're, they're important teams around the nfl i would say two of the most important teams in the nfl no sure a whole lot of super bowl trophies for those two teams i will say That's that right. so real quick as you kind of mentioned pull back the curtain you guys watching on YouTube and you people should check that out. You notice we still have the same t-shirts on, you know, we didn't change for this one. We're recording it right after Monday's show because you know, guys don't care this much, but the Steelers changed their practice schedule. I'm in town for one more day before going back. Tomorrow's going to be my travel day. So we put out an emergency Twitter Tuesday episode here for you. Um, However, you know, it's talking about our teams. I wanted to ask you, you know, what did you see at Niner camp? I meant to ask you that yesterday. We just had such a full show that you're going to have to wait a day. Uh, the star of 49ers camp for those fantasy drafters out there, if you're looking for a breakout, Brandon Ayuk has been really I've good yeah. catching everything. Uh, he's improved on some of his weaknesses and clearly has a rapport and has done a lot of offseason work, basically living with uh, with Trey Lance and, and doing a ton of work together. So there's clearly a rapport happening there. Now, uh, I don't know if there's going to be a, the volume to carry enough, you know, top receivers in the 49ers offense because Dio Samuel signed. He's going to get his. Um, George Kittle is going to get his as well. Is there enough for three total receivers? Or is it going to be this week? It's this guy. The next week, it's, you know, Kittle. The next week, it's IU. Then Debo has a big week. It's going to be something like that. That could frustrate fantasy owners, actually. Um, but it's going to be potentially a roller coaster with the development of Trey Lance. Young player. He just needs more reps. And he's been really hit and miss in 49ers practices. And, and that's what it looked like, according to reports. When I wasn't there at camp, when I was at camp, it was the same thing. He would look really nice for some plays, some really good drills, getting out on the move. I think his best drill, which makes – I think which is the most promising his best drill that I saw was when they were doing a two minute move the ball drill and it was the most like football and he was making plays with his legs, making plays with his arms. Uh, they had a minute 15 on the clock to go 65 yards and score zero seconds left on the clock. He throws a touchdown pass to a guy you're familiar with Ray Ray McLeod who has been pretty nice in camp. Ah, the, okay. Probably the number three guy for the, the 49ers return man and maybe a little slot guy, but distant, distant third, as far as wide receivers go to obviously the top two guys, but um, you know, missing a lot of guys too. So there it, it's going to be a work in progress and, and we'll see, it could potentially be a roller coaster for Trey Lance, but the rest of the team is, and that's part of it is the defense is so good for the 49ers. So they don't need Lance to do a ton. If they can run the ball, play defense like they had under Jimmy G, as long as Lance isn't a disaster, I think they'll still be okay. Yeah. I, I like a lot of what you said there. Um, I think people should expect Lance to struggle day to day, 
you know, practice to practice. And maybe even it struggles not even a long word, the right word, learn, you know, get acclimated, feel comfortable. But I think it's really promising that the most game-like situation, he was at his best. You know, he can improvise a little bit. You know, he doesn't have to play within structure. That's great for me. Um, I'm sure you get, you grasp this and you, this isn't your first training camp, but it's hard if you go to one practice, two practice, every practice, sometimes there's not much to take away, especially from line play. And these guys don't go as hard as they used to. There's no two-a-days. The acclimation process was more like mini camp, you know, for that first week or so. So just sitting there watching practice, you're not going to have an unbelievably firm handle on the team. And then my last niner note is for where they go in fantasy, doesn't mean I take them over Samuel, but I would take Ayuk at cost before I took Debo at cost. At cost is the key. Yeah. Can yeah, you yeah, a little yeah. bump like it was last year in Debo's year three breakout? Could Ayuk have his year three breakout? And it's certainly possible. And especially if there's some injuries and Debo's had some injuries, Kittle's had some injuries, and then the volume could raise for Brandon Ayuk. And then now you're talking. So yeah, yeah. Um, the, the thing I like most, what I've seen from Brandon Ayuk is he wasn't a good contested catch guy coming out of college, even though he's got these really long arms. He's, he's got a, a, an odd build, but he's definitely stronger. He's been putting in work. He is as prepared as he has been. That's why Kyle Shanahan talked about it. It's why he was in the doghouse, wasn't as prepared, didn't do the offseason work that Kyle wanted the last couple of years. He's clearly put that work in this year. And he's catching a lot of contested balls because there's not been a lot of separation in camp because of how good the 49ers defense has played. And so he's making those catches, utilizing that ability a little stronger, playing better at the catch point, which is huge, especially for some downfield balls. Yeah, and we'll get on to the questions here. But you mentioned the coverage. Ward, the signing of the the Niners, by all accounts, has been the star of camp as the new additions. And in case people don't realize it, maybe you kind of thought out of sight, out of mind. Look how Ayuk finished the season. The last six or eight games, maybe even more than that, was very strong. He was just in the doghouse to start. Yeah, and once Debo started getting running back usage, that yeah. made a, a bigger opportunity for another receiver to step up, and it was Ayuk at the end of the year. Yeah, so things looking like they're going in the right direction for Brandon Ayuk for sure with the 49ers. We'll see. And uh, that actually leads us to a question here from james on twitter and he says what's your favorite long shot to win their division and i I keep Mm. going back to those year two quarterbacks because they were so bad and scattershot in year one um i think the 49ers are still not a an underdog team because the rest of the roster is so good but i would look at those teams because we've seen it in the past when those quarterbacks hit those are the teams to look out for. Like, could the New York Jets, with all of that young talent, we talked yesterday yeah. on, on yesterday's podcast about all of the under-25 talent on the New York Jets. They were ranked third in the NFL with under-25 talent. If those guys start to hit, there's a lot of receiving weapons. If Zach Wilson is a dude, they could start winning a whole bunch of football games really quick. And I would say the same about the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you look at the Jaguars division, they don't have a Buffalo Bills necessarily at the top either. So could the Jaguars be that sneaky team this year? I'm looking at those second-year quarterback teams, especially the teams that have a really good situation aside from a jump in play from their second-year quarterback. So it's hard to put, like, say, the Bears there, even if Justin Fields does take that second-year leap. I couldn't agree more. To me, Jacksonville's the obvious one here. And and for weeks now, I've kind of mentioned that I threw a couple bucks on them to win the division at plus plus 700. I'm not betting them against the field. You know, I mean, uh, it, it pays off well. I'm not sure I'm going to predict the Jags to win their division, but there isn't the big bad wolf in that division. I've lost a lot of faith in the Titans. I think Houston's far, far away. Um, it's funny you brought the Jets, though, and maybe that is just because we just talked about them recently. I, I, everyone's going to pick the Bills to win that division. I get it, but I might take – 
for what it pays, I might take the Jets before I pay before the Dolphins or Patriots that don't pay off as well to win that division. You know, I can see a ceiling or a world as you laid out where, oh, I remember Wilson being a playmaker and there's a lot around him. And I think they have a good coach. And one of those quarterbacks is going to blow up this year. There might yes. be some busts in that group, but somebody's going to turn out amazing. And so which one of those guys is it? Because that could mm-hmm. happen very quickly. And, and even if Fields does, I don't think it can be the Bears. Right. And, and teams arrive when they do arrive in the NFL, they arrive fast. And, mm-hmm. and that's usually the biggest thing that you see is like, oh, great. Th- this team is, is crazy good. We've seen teams in the past. We just saw we've seen it with the 49ers in 2019. They, they had a top two pick. They were picking second in the NFL draft. They went to a Super Bowl. The Cincinnati Bengals, Bengals were right. top five and they went to a Super Bowl. So those are the teams to look out for. Here's a long shot for you. And I'm not going to you know put a box on it, but if the box, I didn't mean to do that. If they suffer another injury or two and could Carolina, I don't think Atlanta can win the division. Could Carolina get to 10 wins, get a bounce or two, you know? Yeah, because people are already trying to push Matt Rule out the door. He, he's right, right. looking at the bet online odds. He's the number one coach to get fired this year. But if they got a legitimate quarterback there in Baker Mayfield, and there's some rumors that maybe they're trying to shop Sam Darnold and nobody wants to take on that contract, which should not be at all surprising. Of course. Um, but they have the, an O-line now. They've got some talent. They've got yeah, offensive yeah. talent. They've got defensive talent. That, that team could be good, but there's just no way to know. that. That's a very volatile team. Are they going to be bad again? Fire everybody. Uh, new GM, new head coach, right? Or a new quarterback. Or are they a team that could potentially get into the playoffs? I have no idea. Yeah, I think they could potentially get in the playoffs. Can they finish ahead of the Bucks and the Saints? Eh, probably not. You know, It's harder to see, harder to see that. But mm. it, it is possible. Crazier things have happened in the NFL. All right, more questions coming up, including a, a potential committee backfield with the Las Vegas Raiders and more on this Twitter Tuesday edition of the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. But, Matt, something very important is going on in the world, and that is peanut butter is back at oh. built.com. That is my favorite <laughs> flavor of built bar, and it is back. Not just the traditional peanut butter built bars, there's peanut butter brownie bars as well. Unbelievable taste, and you really do feel like you're getting a treat. And just the peanut butter and chocolate combination is amazing because built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Oh, yeah. And it's high in protein, low in calorie, low in sugar as well. So you can feel good when you're reaching for that built bar and i do recommend absolutely the peanut butter bars and you better go grab some before they run out of stock because i was really disappointed when i saw the peanut butter flavors start to uh, dwindle away at built.com also one of the newest flavors that people are really loving especially in the locked on dms talking about there's a lot of big talk about rankings of these built bars the cookie dough chunk puffs uh light and chewy texture real cookie dough chunks and of course they're covered in 100 real chocolate cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. So go reach for a snack that is both healthy and good for you and tastes amazing. Built Bars are the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And you can get 15% off with our promo code. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you're subscribed up to the Locked On NFL channel to catch our shows on YouTube and the other great content happening on the network. Don't forget, your team is covered right here at Locked On. Okay, Matt, Tammy Tofu. I love hearing from our female listeners, and she's worried about, in her fantasy football leagues, drafting 
Jacobs because Jacobs, while he looked good against you know the the twos and threes of the Jacksonville Jaguars in a lot of cases, why was he in a preseason game number one for multiple right. series? Is McDaniel's going to bring over that running back by committee that is so frustrating for fantasy owners in New England? That's my fear. And here's two things we know about Jacobs, you know, just to kind of pull the tea leaves back was they did not pick up his fifth year option and they played him in the, in the hall of fame game and played him meaningful snaps. And this is a guy that's had a lot of injuries in his career. So those two things that we know imply to me, they're not saving this guy for any reason, you know, like we're going to run him into the wall. If he gets hurt, fine. We got a lot of other dudes, Zamir white in the fourth round, they also drafted uh, Avune Britton Brown that I never heard of in the seventh round. Kenyon Drake is there. And anyone that's played fantasy football for the last 10 years hates hearing Brandon Bolden's on the team too. And that only matters to New England people. Nobody else wants Brandon Bolden, but the Raiders do. Could he be the short yardage back? Yuck. You know, would Drake be the receiving back? Could be. Yuck. I will say the positive thing about Jacob specifically for fantasy is Gruden never threw him the ball. And he was a really good receiver, or at least an adequate or better receiver at Bama. Maybe his receiving numbers go up a little. But, I mean, his numbers are really low catching the football. Um, I think this is an avoid backfield. If you knew Jacobs has a bell cow type of role, and if we can figure that out between now and your fantasy draft, I think he's a very sneaky value. I just don't think he'll get that role. It's a bad O-line, too. Yeah, I would stay away from it. I, yeah. I, would, I would try to get, you know, White probably. And in, 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 in this is what happened I like last White year. White Dynasty. Yeah, exactly. And this is what happened yeah. last year. The Locked On Dynasty League, I have Ramondre Stevenson. And, and that's kind of the player you want. Right. You want right. you want the guy that you don't have to spend a lot for, and then maybe he becomes somebody who's uh, who's maybe even the number one back because – if attrition takes away the other players, now there's less competition for that third string guy that started the year that is talented. Right. So that's, mm-hmm. that's definitely where I'd go for this Raiders backfield. And I would stay away from Jacobs, even though he's a talented guy. Yeah. And I think Zamir white and Ramondre Stevenson are perfect comps for one another, but you worry, you know, Stevenson's a year older. What did new England do this year? Well, they drafted Pierre strong and another guy, you know, so yeah, and they maybe still have <laughs> another running back to, right. to play in front of Stevenson in the first place. So it's, it's, it's going to be never ending. So yeah, exactly. You know, Jacobs will get out of Zamir's way and then they'll draft one in the third round. Like, oh, great. You know, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to sell high. I'm going to, I'm going to put Ramondre Stevenson on the trade block. Thanks for reminding me that. Not a bad call. JDS says, what are the odds Hertz is the Eagles starting quarterback game one year 2023. So week one next year, and by the way, you can bet on who the starting quarterback is for some of these teams that have competitions at bet online this year, but they don't have the lines up for Eagles starting quarterback next year. The question here is, is it over 50%, right? Because if, even if they draft the player, will Hurts still be around or will they have to do the thing where it's like, okay, well, he knows he's not the guy. Let's trade Hurts, draft the first round quarterback and then have Minshew be the stopgap for a few weeks or something like that. When I talk about Hurts on this podcast, I'm more negative than I mean to be because I really do worry about him as a passer. I don't worry about him as a playmaker. I don't worry about him as a leader. So what would it take for him not to be the starter is my way of looking at it is I can't see Philly winning five or six games, you know, and I think they're going to be a very good team this year. I'll probably pick them to win the division. 
that usually does not warrant a change at the quarterback position, especially when your quarterback's making peanuts. You know, it's not like uh, the Vikings stuck in, but Kirk Cousins making 35 million. We're going to move on from him. You know, you have a cheap room, but they also have two first round picks. I don't see a lot of team needs this offseason. It won't be Kyler Murray, of course, but if Russell Wilson changes teams, you know, one of those type of guys. I think Philly would be very much in the market for a clear upgrade trade. It would, it, it would, Hertz would have to almost not be on the roster or just injured, mm-hmm. right? Because even if you draft, even if you spent both your first rounders moved up, drafted a quarterback, what is the odds that that rookie quarterback is going to beat out Hertz in week one if he's still in the roster next year? So even if right. they're trying to move on and de- drafting another guy, it still might be a while. So I would say, and and that's just if Hertz, that's if they decide they want to move on from Hertz. Maybe Hertz takes another step this year and it's like, well, I think he's he will guy forever. So that's right, a right, right. certain possibility. So I'd say it's it's still pretty good odds that Hertz is the starting quarterback in week one. I I would say he almost has to be traded, not on the roster to not be the starter next year yeah i'd say definitely over 50 percent. i could see the eagles making a sneaky non-threatening move like when they drafted hurts in the second round when wentz was the obvious starter like if next year's draft is as deep as you think you take that guy and say oh we love the hurts but he's still looming there but i i think to lose this bet in, in would be a russell wilson like situation where Hertz is the Drew Locke that goes to the other team and, and, you know, and the veteran star quarterback comes to Philly. I don't even know who that name is this year, but one will pop up that won't be happy, you know. This next question from A.A. Ron goes back to our earlier conversation. We were talking about Lance and we were talking about Trevor Lawrence. He says, what is the general chatter about the rookie and second year quarterbacks throughout camp? And I haven't heard a lot of stuff. I know it sounds like from Steelers camp that really the only rookie that quarterback that had a chance to start this year was Kenny Pickett. And it sounds like the Steelers just don't even want to have that as an option. He's way over his head, too. I mean, he's clearly third in terms of practice performance. Rudolph's very familiar. I mean, no one's expecting Rudolph to be, you know, a star or anything, but he looks like an NFL backup, which is more than Pickett can say at this point. Trubisky's starting to put it together. I will say Pickett's last couple practices have been better, but he's not really in the mix to start. Uh, the, the season would have to go badly. I mean, if they're two and six and they're out of things, which I don't think they'll be, maybe he starts to get some buzz. Um, but I'd be shocked if he unseats either one of those guys in front of him. And that's not even disappointing. Um, even Atlanta's come out and said, Mariota's our guy. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of surprising. Yeah. I thought there would be a little bit more of a competition there, and it doesn't sound like they're going to give him an opportunity to 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 win the job there, Ritter, in Atlanta either. So uh, Malik Willis, I think, has had a couple of decent practices, and obviously mm-hmm. he's talented, but he's not going to start any games while while Tannehill's healthy there. Um, that, that would that would be an odd turn if Malik Willis is starting games this year for the Titans. That would be a bad sign for the Titans in most cases. So um, the rookie quarterbacks are probably going to be non-existent this year. Yeah, and, and even like Matt Corral just got blocked worse than expected. You know, like it would take a lot for him to see serious action. I mean, the season would have to really go down the toilet, and he you know he starts the last month or something like that. Um, who else are we missing? I mean, there was. Yeah. There's one uh, more Howell in Washington, fifth rounder. He's not going to, uh, you know, Wentz could get hurt. Maybe he's got the best opportunity. I would to say play. His isn't awful, even though he's the the least drafted of them all. You know, Wentz would, if Wentz is a disaster, the last month might be Howell's. I guess it's possible, but I will say some buzz, and this isn't like directly from the Steelers, but some people I know in the league 
aren't impressed with this rookie class of quarterbacks. They I, have high little, hopes. If I'm the Steelers, I'm a little bit worried that Rudolph is even sniffing first-team reps. Back well, back. Trubisky gets all the first-team reps. Okay. And it's news when Pickett gets the two. Pickett and Rudolph now go every other day of being the second-teamer. Okay, so that guys, I saw yeah. something that that Rudolph was going to get some first team reps, and I thought, well, that's not a great sign for Trubisky and the Steelers this year. Then. No, but I do think Trubisky's value is he will be the number two on game day. So if Trubisky gets hurt, I think the Steelers think Rudolph gives us a better chance to win the game that we're currently in to finish up the game than Pickett. But if okay. by chance Trubisky would blow out his ACL and be out for the year. I think Pickett then takes over and says, let's start Secret that clock now. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. You know. okay. And then as far as the second year quarterbacks go, it's been mostly good reports. You know, that's how it works. I, mm-hmm. I just talked about Lance earlier. It's been a roller coaster up and down. I think Justin Fields had a really bad day, but then has had some really good days. And, and just looking at some of these guys, like looking at Lance and looking at Fields, they look comfortable. Ball's coming out a little quicker. I think they've all like tightened up their releases, you know, putting in work in the offseason and those types of things. So, you know, sky's the limit really for all those guys. And uh, I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything like scary bad about any of them, except for a couple of bad practices here and there. Yeah, exactly. And I expect Lawrence to be a star at some point and overcome the obstacles that they were put in front of him. But So he's kind of to the side. Lance, we didn't see a lot last year. Jones, to me, is already over the hump as this guy's a starting quarterback. I kind of almost feel that way with Mills. I mean, not that he's a superstar, but I think he's one of the best 30 in the world and will be for a while. Doesn't mean he's going to start for his whole career. But it yeah. would shock me if Wilson and Fields didn't look like better players. I mean, they were swimming. Yeah, yeah, they have to just just because mm-hmm. they're you know even if their even if their situation wasn't better, and I like Wilson's situation a lot more than Fields. Just they, oh, yeah. they've already got that rookie year out of the way, and they'll just be more comfortable in the NFL and NFL speed and NFL offenses. Just understanding okay. the speed, like you said, both those guys were really well protected in college. They could hold the ball. They were more talented than the, usually the teams around them. And mm-hmm. late in their rookie years, I thought Fields and, and Wilson did better things than they did early in his rookie year. Yeah, and so the, the first impression is usually the the thing that sticks. And when you go back and look, you realize actually they weren't that bad at the end of their. You know, they they got better. They right. improved. So if they if that you know if that if that arrow keeps pointing up, then they're in a great spot because they're so talented. And, and we all fall victim to this, you know, in the off season when there's not much to talk about. Let's look at PFF's quarterback guide, Sandoz tiers, all these advanced metrics, whatever you want to rank, you know, and I, and I love that stuff. Everyone knows that. But Wilson and Fields are at the bottom of the league, so you just think, ah, they're terrible. But the end of the season was better than the beginning. You know, put some context into this. All right, fantasy question about McCaffrey, Derek Henry, and those injuries um, in uh, historically for those players, plus – Tom Brady. Why is Tom Brady skating in the tampering situation? That's an interesting question that I want to pose to you. Coming up, Matt, on this Twitter Tuesday edition of the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. But first, got to let the folks out there know about Dave. Hindsight, it's 2020, and you can't change the past. But what if you could get a little help from your future self? Maybe you'd ask to borrow a little cash. Now you can with Dave. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. Extra cash can help you. Fill your tank if that's what you need to do. Maybe you need to uh, put a little money into your side hustle so you don't have to worry about that cash in your bank account as often. Well, 
you can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There is no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and utilize extra cash. Think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's Dave, D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees do apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member FDIC. Okay, Matt, to Henry here. He's, he's um, first of all, just angry, I think, at life, judging by the tweet that I'm seeing here. Uh, but he's wondering, like, going back to Deflategate and some other things that have happened in Tom Brady's career around him and now the new tampering thing. Tom Brady never gets in trouble, but the teams get punished and other people get punished. Why should why is Tom Brady scanning any punishment here if he's, you know, sort of interfering with another organization and talking ownership while he's on a different team? I don't know. I guess that's a good question. I guess I'd have to look into this a little deeper, and I promise I will. Um, if you're the tamper E, the one that everybody wants, did you do anything wrong? Like Sean Payton to me didn't do anything wrong. He's not employed by anybody. Yeah, I mean, if well, people are going to call me, you know. The only part of this situation is that if if Tom Brady and his buddy, they're just friends, can they just have a conversation about, hey, you know, that was my next thing. I'll come own this team with you. And Tom Brady's as much a part of that as the other guy. And how wrong is that? Because friends can talk. Like, what if, um, you know. Are they not allowed to text Tom? You know, like. Right. If you're friends and you are friends outside, can you just never bring up anything about this industry? Like, imagine two people that worked in uh, in banking and one works for one bank, one works for another. And they're best buddies, college buddies. And they go out and have drinks. They can't talk mm -hmm. about work. You know what I mean? So. Right, right. Um, uh, that that's that's sort of a, a tough situation there, and um, the, the, I, the I love the part of the report though that the tampering was unprecedented. So clearly they went above and beyond. But um, yeah, it's funny that the the tampere never gets in in any trouble. But I guess you know why should he? I was thinking the same thing though that you know the the number two dude for the the Dolphins and Brady are supposedly very very close. You know I guess they have Michigan ties. They vacation together. So are they not allowed to communicate at all or bring up anything work related? How do you, this is out of my jurisdiction. Right. Yeah. It's hard I, to I don't really know. know. Right. <laughs> and where does that line get crossed? If, if they're just right. hanging out on the beach and Tom's like, yeah, I'd really love to be part of an ownership group. And the other guy that is part of, you know, an organization that's not his organization is like, yeah, maybe, you know, it'd be cool. After you retire, maybe, or maybe even during your career, you could get part ownership stake in a team. I mm -hmm. wonder if that's possible. And I wonder like, what's the line that once it's like, okay, this you can do and that you can't do. Or when you try, or it's more than a conversation. It's like, let's actually get this ball rolling and let's try to do this thing, but you're on another roster. So then that's a no go. So I think that's, it just went too far down that road. When they said it was unprecedented level of tampering, it makes me wonder like, and this would obviously be over the line. Did my lawyers draw papers for you to, for your lawyers to look at? Like, did it get that far? Like, here's yeah. a contract yeah. in place. Here's a, you know, legal actions already in place. Then to me, it's like, I don't care how good of friends you are. That's wrong. Yeah. Did, did this, did the retirement factor into any of this stuff too? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I'm going to retire if you don't let me go to this other team that I want to go to, but then there's been tampering before that. And so there's, there's probably a lot of stuff we still don't know about, but there's clearly a lot of stuff we don't know about that went on there. But it sounds like um, Henry here is more upset about the, the deflate gate thing. The balls are being deflated for Tom, but you know, other people get in trouble. All right.
Deflategate so long ago, I don't remember the details, but I remember <laughs> thinking they were way too harsh on Brady and the Patriots for the ball being a little yeah, too I, light I, on PSIs. I, yeah, I do not care about PSIs. I, I, will I say do that. not. I do not. All right. Where are we at here on the on the question? You mentioned app. something about a Christian McCaffrey question. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Christian McCaffrey. Why is everyone, this from our friend JDS, a frequent tweeter into the show, uh, why is everyone ignoring Christian McCaffrey's injuries in fantasy but are concerned for Derrick Henry's? I don't well, think people are ignoring CMC's injuries, but I think he's just such a P- PPR monster that he's ranked ahead of Henry. That's what I was going to say. Is He has other trump cards rather than beating the crap out of people trying to tackle him. If Henry was half as good a receiver as McCaffrey, he would be much higher on my list. It's funny he brings this up, though, because I know I'm sitting here looking at my running back rankings for fantasy, and I updated them recently. I put McCaffrey number one ahead of Jonathan Taylor, and I know that that's crazy talk, but no one in the history of the league, basically, has been a better fantasy producer than Christian McCaffrey on a per-game basis. And I understand he's had injuries, but he's not old. I think the team around him is better than it's been. They upgraded their offensive line. And part of it's because I know who I am as a fantasy player is if I get the 1-1, I'm taking McCaffrey. And I know I'm somewhere in the top six rounds or so, maybe seven or eight rounds, I'm going to take an extra back that most teams don't have in my league. I'm going to have one too many running backs. So I love to monopolize that market. If McCaffrey gets hurt, I might have more insurance than the average owner. But on the same side, I, I'm not talking on both ends of my mouth because Henry's my 10th back. I think most back people have him like five, six. I have him a 10 because I don't like his surroundings. I think too much is going to be asked of him, and he doesn't have that receiver trump card. And I would say with Henry, his injury history is not nearly – I mean, he's been a cyborg, so his injury history uh-huh. is not nearly as extensive as Chris McCaffrey's. So if I was only just betting on which guy's going to get it hurt, I'd still bet that Chris McCaffrey gets hurt over Derrick Henry. I suppose. Yeah. But you say this a lot. They're all going to get hurt. They're running backs. It's 100%. Yeah. I don't yeah. live in my fears with drafting running backs. Right. Like you, you, I have, I have Saquon Barkley high. I know he's been hurt a lot, but they all get hurt a lot. Yeah. You, you can't, uh, you can't live in your fears when it comes to, Speaking of running backs, how about this one? Um, like James Conner probably won't be on right. my team. A lot of people <laughs> there's, in, yeah, there's a line. <laughs> a lot of people are in my mentions saying Jimmy G for Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt wants out. He asked, it was a, a weird one. All of a sudden, in the middle of training camp, Kareem Hunt's like, oh, I'm going to stop practicing and I want to be traded. Like, where was this all offseason? That was your opportunity, you know, pre draft, let a team make their plans. So uh, Kareem Hunt wants to be traded all of a sudden, wants a new contract, whatever it is. Um, he's been part of a really good committee there with Chubb. And as, as far as fantasy and fantasy points per game, Kareem Hunt is not really behind Chubb. In fact, a lot of metrics, he's ahead of Chubb as far as you know fantasy points per game when he's utilized um, because of his receiving ability and some other things. But Kareem Hunt, good player. Uh, whether it's Jimmy G for Hunt, you know, depending on what happens with the Deshaun Watson stuff and the news from Rappaport is that the 49ers will probably wait till last cut down day before uh, releasing Jimmy Garoppolo and hoping something else happens between then and they can facilitate a trade, which is wild on its own that Jimmy's people are okay with that. So I think Jimmy's, I think Jimmy's camp, basically they know he's not going to be hit in practice and not playing in preseason games yet, even though he's cleared to throw and he's been throwing on the side. He was throwing. That was, it was odd, Matt at 49ers camp. You get there 
First guy out is Jimmy Garoppolo working mm. by himself, not with the team, throws to some ball boys and some other guys, gets his work in and leaves. And then the 49ers come out and practice without wow. It's a really weird situation. I've never seen anything like it. Um, but you know, everyone's cool with him, and he's cool with everybody. He's smiling. He's having a good time. Mm-hmm. And I think he knows that he gets more money, and he's more valuable if another team needs him more than if he's just released and signs as a backup. So I think that's why Jimmy and his agents are even okay with all this going on. But it is a weird situation. Yeah. Uh, for this question, I want to concentrate more on the Hunt situation, though, because yes, we have That was the question. Sorry, I went off on a tangent. Yeah. There. No, but I, I do think the Niners and – the Browns as a landing spot for Jimmy, there is some, you know, uh, there's a conversation to be had there and we've brought it up before. I think it's a great point. If you're hunt, why would you bring it up now and not two months, three months ago, whatever, you know, cause nothing's really changed. Um, I do think that there's a chance he gets traded, even though I saw the blurb today, Browns inform hunt that he's not going to get traded. Well, of course they're going to say that. Um, right. But especially if Deshaun is, suspended 12 plus games it might be time to say let's free up some cap space we're going to need it going forward we need every pick we can get let's trade off an asset or two that isn't part of the long-term future plans and hunt would certainly qualify as that i would probably put him as the 10th the 13th best running back on the planet but as you know, and everyone knows, there's not markets for running backs. I mean, how many teams really should be interested in Kareem Hunt and then divide that number by two because of his off-the-field indiscretions? I don't know that he's easy to deal. Yeah, probably not easy to deal, and they wouldn't get much back if they did trade him. Mm-hmm. So from the Browns' perspective, unless something like that Jimmy G trade pops up and they want to be able to get rid of some cash to be able to take on some of Jimmy's you sure. know, restructured clear you know, contract, because Jimmy's not going to get what his current contract is, but a restructure there with Jimmy, make it facilitate it, much like they did with the Baker Mayfield thing, make some money go both ways and, and make everything work. Um, I guess I could see it. How, how great would Hunt be, though, in a Shanahan running game? Like That would be kind of Phenomenal. fun, right? Here's Phenomenal. the other part of this. What about what about Trey Sermon, who the 49ers drafted in the third round last year? He got beat out by a sixth rounder in Elijah Mitchell. What about sending mm-hmm. Sermon back to the state of Ohio in the trade? So that way the Browns still have a running back, you know, draft picks both ways. I could see something working out for all sides with that. Sure. I, I think that's a good throw in. I mean, I don't think he has a ton of value and he has less value than last year, but gives you another back. It opens up a roster spot for the Niners. Um the fantasy player in me wants to see this because I'd love to see Chubb with that O-line minus Hunt. Hunt in San Fran, with all respect to Mitchell, would be way up my list. Uh, I yeah. mean, phenomenal fit as well as receiving skills. But it's a really good player. But you have to be a contender to even consider you know, going for Hunt unless your back gets hurt. Like I know that they're in truck and trade him in the division, but if Najee Harris went hurt, went got down, or Barkley, or somebody that there's not an obvious two, some okay. clear number one back somewhere or like right. you know, you know the, the Tennessee, you know, if Derrick Henry got hurt, you know, exactly. somewhere that, that really needs a number one running back. He's a number two running back that, that could easily be a number one somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like I don't see Atlanta or Houston that doesn't have a clear number one saying, ah, I'm going to go get Kareem Hunt. Like why bother? Just save the pick, he's, and, you know, and, and running backs just aren't valued and, and he's not like a cheap back necessarily either, even though, nope. You know, he's not making a crazy amount for getting a number one type of back in Hunt. It, it, it doesn't make sense from the Brown side unless someone's really, really hurting because they won't get anything back. Like, what what would a team offer a, a sixth rounder? You know, that's it. I was gonna say a fifth. You know, something yeah, like that. They probably get a five, and that's about it. Yeah, uh, here's one wild card, which doesn't look like it's gonna happen. 
if if video of Kamara or something like that came out where he actually got suspended, the Saints are in it to win it. They've overlooked some character things in the past. That would be a fit. Maybe even as a as a two for Kamara would be a fit. And stylistically, he could oh, fit. fill Kamara's role where a lot of running backs couldn't. Right, right. I don't think you'd lose that much. All right. That is today's Twitter Tuesday episode. Appreciate everybody who got their questions in. Apologies if we did not get to your questions, but we love hearing from you anytime during the week. So don't wait for us to ask for those questions on Monday before you give us our Tuesday questions. Hit us up anytime at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Thanks for making us your first listen. Matt and I back tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.